<laughs> Go ahead. Do the intro, buddy. I'm, I'm not doing nothing. It's fine. Hello. <laughs> and welcome back to the We Don't Want a Podcast. This is a show where two certified dipshits make uncertified takes about your favorite series. We are your hosts. I am Zach. And joining me as always, like a baby snail peeking out of his shell, it is Scotty motherfucking Westside. What is up, my uh, guy? Often how I'm described. Yeah, just, no, it's the pinky. You gotta go it's to the, the pinky. pinky yeah, right? it's yeah, the yeah. pinky. Come on, class, class. Show the class. Like when we drink, you know, you gotta, you gotta do pinkies. Pinkies mm-hmm. out, bro. Pinkies out. Pinky's out true. Ooh, that's tasty. Ooh, is it? Okay, so Zach just showed me, and we just had this conversation about cocktails in a can. A, it's a thing. Uh, which is now just a thing, and I feel like this phenomenon, because I see ads and shit about it everywhere, Was this was mm-hmm. a crown lemonade version, right? Was Whiskey lemonade, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's great. My, my whole thing was like, why has no one thought to do this before? Was the general thought just like, oh, it's easy to pour lemonade and crown together, so make it your goddamn self? Yeah. But then they just, everyone realized we're all lazy. So Time is money, man. Can. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I'm just like <laughs> baffled that it's taken this long, and now I see it everywhere. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. I'm glad it's good. Uh, this goes pretty hard, man. It's, it's pretty great. It's good to know. Good to know. Um, how are you doing, Scott? I'm doing well, man. Uh, hey, you look good, man. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Zach. I appreciate that. You know, it's good of you to say something. I really do appreciate it. Uh, no, I'm good. It's it's my days off. It's my weekend. It's actually the end of my weekend. I have been enjoying some nice uh, competitive Smash Brothers. There's a one of my favorite tournaments, uh, Summit, going on currently. Which is oh, like yeah. uh, an invitational. It's a real fun tournament to watch. So, uh, nice. yeah, I've been watching a bunch of that and just kind of hanging out, getting some, getting some chores done around the whole place, and then that's about it. What about you, bud? Uh, I'm I'm good, oh. man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking whiskey and lemonade, my dude. I I've taken a sip. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Like you haven't killed the other six of those you have. In, no, I haven't. Uh, there's only four in a box. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. 14 bucks. Okay, I sent you a picture of this, but I don't know. Have you tried that, like, Pepsi Nitro yet? No, I haven't. Oh, man. my God. If anyone... I'm not even, like, the biggest just plain Pepsi guy, but there's, like, this Pepsi Nitro shit that absolutely slaps. And I had it once, and it also came in a package of four. And now I can't find it anymore. I, I drank them. And it makes me it's because you let the secret out and they, they apparently sold out. I did. Yeah. Uh, but they they are good. It's very like creamy. It almost tastes like it's like a, a melted float or something. It's really you like good. it creamy. Yeah, I know you love creamy. <laughs> nice and creamy. Uh, yeah. Anything else going on? No, man. Uh, honestly, keeping it oh, creamy. Actually, you know what? You know what? Um. I don't think we've talked about this in the pod, but I joined a pickleball league. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And uh, and we won our first game. We had our first game last week, and uh, we awesome. won that shit. It's uh, so we play in in best of threes, mm-hmm. and uh, and we won uh, two in a row. So nice. Two out. Not, not not that not that they like get knocked out or anything, but like we they're just, done. They're not allowed yeah, to play pickleball done. ever again. Yeah, ever. 
For those who don't uh, know what pickleball era is or have never played it, first of all, shame on you. Um, second of all, it's super fun. And it's a ha- very Caucasian sport. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that supposed to mean? Uh, no, it's just a super. It's no. You know what it is? It's a very old person sport. Like legitimately. Like it's played. Yeah, but you're not like my old parents Mexican play women playing that. They might, yeah, your no. parents are old Caucasian people. Um, this is a recent thing for them, but they did start playing pickleball. No, it's legitimately super fun. Uh, you should definitely no, it try it is. if you get the chance. It's kind yeah. of like a smaller. I want to say look, easier here. version of tennis. Probably it's little tennis. It's mini tennis. Big ping pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like medium ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good uh, you, play, you play it with with paddles with like, yeah, a, like wooden a wooden paddle, paddle. Yeah. and kind of like instead a, of a racket and you play it with a wiffle a ball. wiffle type ball it's not exactly a wiffle ball but yeah um it's great it's, it's so fun. fun it's not as uh athletic as mm-hmm. as tennis, tennis so yeah. especially um, in doubles like singles uh, i feel all right <laughs> singles there's still a lot of running around but doubles yeah. is the way to go and yeah yeah it's, it's but it, it's way more casual. It's a beer league. Everybody's hanging out, having some drinks. That sounds super su- fun. Super casual. It's, yeah. it's fucking awesome. So big fan. That has been a lot of fun. We've got another game in a couple days. Hell yeah. Uh, trying to keep the streak alive. We're, we're uh, playing at 100% right now. So Yeah, I that mean, 2-0. Oh, you got to keep that going. Yeah, so, dude. Big time. That's super fun. I am jealous of that. I wish. I mean, there probably are pickleball leagues around me. I should uh, look into yeah. that, actually. You live in an area where that would definitely be a thing. I don't know what you're insinuating by that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll take it. Neither do I. Fine. Uh, we are not here to talk about pickleball as much as that would please me. Uh, we're here to talk about Game of Thrones episode. Let's talk about pleasing Scott. Oh, keeping it creamy, as I like to say. <laughs> Game of Thrones episode 38, The Mountain and the Viper. This is, Boy. This is a memorable-ass episode. Oh my god. And still even yet I I rewatching it I was like, man, I forgot that happened in this episode. Man, yeah. I forgot that happened in this episode. So, it's so good. It's a very good episode, but here's my take. And I and, and this is not meant as a slight at all. Do not even Hold on. Put this, a damper on this. This is not meant as a slight at all, but this episode, especially because of what happens at the end, I feel oh my, like what what could that be? I don't know what it could be gets remembered and probably talked about a lot more but as a whole i think last episode mockingbird is a stronger overall episode not to say this episode is bad because it's not this episode is great but that was my takeaway is like wow everyone talks about this episode is like a great episode and it is but that's just season four, baby. Season four yeah. go hard. So. Yeah, that's just the standard of season four. Exactly. I mean, that's that's probably fair. You're right. I mean, it's a. Uh, I I feel like we use this analogy like um. I can't remember if it was during House of the Dragon or something else, but like, it's kind of like when people leave a movie theater after they've watched a bad movie, but the ending was was epic. Mm, it's like sure, they feel sure, like sure, it's sure, great. Sure. They yes, just yes, like yes. it's too recent, like recency bias. It sticks in your mind too. Yeah. Um. And uh, not this is a bad episode because it's not. This is this episode is incredible. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I guess I see what you're saying. Um, we get a lot more Daenerys stuff in this episode, so that's that's true. That yeah. probably when you talked about that before, when you used that analogy about the oh the movie was bad but the ending was really good. I was trying to think of like 
What what movies actually are like that? Rogue One. I, I would. Oh my god! Yes, I was literally about to say. I was like, yeah. oh, this is the Rogue One effect. It's the Rogue One effect. Yeah, because Thank you, oh you leave seen that cool ass Darth Vader you scene, and everybody thinks the movie is incredible. Took it right out not. of my fucking mouth. Yes, out of your asshole. The, that's what I do. Oh, keeping it creamy. Uh, <laughs> the end of that movie is legitimately like hype and good. The rest of that movie fucking sucks. So yeah, thank you. Uh, there's, and you know, there's what, our Rogue so, One hot take. What's so great about that is that, well, I was, see, I was about to say, is that that shouldn't even be considered a hot take. It shouldn't. It is absurd to me that I, so many people think that that's like the best Star Wars movie. Well, I, no that. one actually says that. They say the best Disney Star Wars movie, right? Well, okay, fair. Yeah. Which that is more reasonable, still a wrong take, but way more reasonable and. I mean, I've heard people say that other than the original trilogy, that's the best Star Wars movie. The whole I think Revenge of the Sith is fine. Revenge of the, Revenge Sith, of the Sith is Sith fine. Is I have a very soft spot in my heart for clones. I know. Of it's, course you do. I know it's bad, <laughs> but it's so it's fine. It's it's because of it's, it's because of the sand. It's de- no, it's <laughs> it's not because of the sand. It's because of Detective Obi Wan is what that's it is. fair. That's totally fair. Uh, get that. Yeah, the the prequels have such a weird spot in my heart because it was like I loved them as a kid when I watched them. Then as I grew up, it was like everyone turned on them, including myself. And now I look back on them somewhat fondly. So they're they're a weird thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's dive into this episode. I'm going to start us off on the recap here. Uh, we begin with the wildlings attacking Molestown south of the wall. They kill everyone except for Gilly and Little Sam, whom Egret finds, uh, but spares. At the wall, Sam is distraught. It's distraught, I say, thinking he's gotten Gilly and Little Sam killed. But John, Ed, and Gren tell him she might have gotten out. John says the Castle Black will likely be attacked next, and they realize how little of a chance they have against the Wildlings' overwhelming numbers. Zach's favorite scene of all time alert and we know Uh, why (laughs) yes yes in the east uh the unsullied taking a nice dip in the river and gray worm takes a long look at the stunningly gorgeous scenery it's just a beautiful river you know it is a beautiful river just a beautiful river uh, Danny tells Missande that it doesn't matter. The Unsullied aren't interested in that because they don't have pillars and stones. But Missande responds, have you seen <laughs> me? He was definitely interested. No, 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 no. He, 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 he was interested. He was interested. Trust. Trust. Uh, Grey Worm later apologizes to Missande and they have a sweet little moment. In it's the a no- funny moment, by the way. Yeah. In the north, Ramsay gives Theon a pep talk and sends him to negotiate with the Ironborn to hold Moat Kaelin. Most of the Ironborn are dead or dying, and Theon tells the commander that they will go free if they surrender. The commander spouts blood and then some nonsense about how Ironborn never surrender before he's promptly killed by the other Ironborn who then surrender. Uh, Ramsay flays and kills them all and tells Theon they're going to their new home. At the Eyrie, Littlefinger is being questioned by the Lords of the Vale about Lysa Aaron's death. Littlefinger claims it was a suicide, but the Lords of the Vale are doubtful. They bring in Sansa, who witnessed what happened, and she tells them the truth about who she really is, but lies about Lysa and her death. 
backing Littlefinger. Back east, Sir Barristan receives a letter from Lord Tywin with Sir Jorah's pardon for spying on Daenerys and confronts Jorah about it. Daenerys has Jorah brought before her and gives him a chance to deny it, but he cannot. She says if she ever sees him again, she'll have him killed and banishes him from the city. In the north, Ramsay brings Roos the news of taking Moat Caelan from the Ironborn, and Roos rewards him by legitimizing him, making him Ramsay Bolton, not Snow. They ride to Winterfell. Back at the Eyrie, Littlefinger asks Sansa's... Wait, Sansa's? Sansa's! <laughs> Spell check! <clears throat> Littlefinger asks Sansa why she lied for him. She tells him that she knows him better than the Lords of the Vale and is unsure what they would have done to her. Robin tells Littlefinger that he is scared to grow up and leave the Eyrie because he was sheltered so much by his mother. Littlefinger basically tells him carpet... <laughs> Tells him to carpe damn diem and stop being a little baby bitch boy. True! Then Littlefinger pops a hole in his trousers when a hot-ass goth Sansa walks in. Mm. And so did I. Yeah, two of Zack's favorite scenes of all time in this oh, episode, actually. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elsewhere in the Vale. Arya and the Hound arrive at the Bloody Gate. Great scene. Yes. Arya is big mad because she didn't get to kill Joffrey herself. The Hound is sure that Arya's Aunt Lysa will pay for her ransom, even though they've never met. At the gate, they are told that Lysa died three days ago, and that's the funniest thing that Arya has ever heard in her life. Big trip. <laughs> in King's Landing, Jaime visits and chats with Tyrion before his trial by combat. Tyrion is understandably terrified about what will happen, and they have an incredible conversation. The bells toll, and Jaime wishes Tyrion luck as he is taken to where the combat will be held. Tyrion wants Oberyn to quit drinking and wear a helmet and shit, and he's like, nah, bro, I got nah, this. Nah. <laughs> the fight begins, and it is immediately apparent that Oberyn wants it to be a show. He constantly yells for the mountain to confess to murdering his sister and her children. The fight goes back and forth till Oberyn gains the upper hand and stabs the mountain through the chest, but he is not satisfied. He wants the mountain to confess and tell him that Tywin gave the order to do it. Oberyn loses focus and the mountain takes advantage. Very bad, difficult to watch. Uh, things happen to poor Oberyn and the fight uh, is over. Tywin sentences Tyrion to death. To death. Boy. Uh, spoiler, the end of that episode is still, after all these years, real tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, dude. After seeing it so Boy. many times, it is still just excruciating, but... Uh, it is so fucked up. We'll, we'll, I, can't, I can't stand to see my boy Pedro Pascal be... Yeah be done in like that it is rough uh we will get to that in a bit though um let's start as we do with the creamy i mean the top part um so that first of all this scene with uh the molestown horse oh yeah and so funny and the the night's watch brothers is, is very funny the belching out the songs and the whole him having a tiny penis is just a good gag all the way around. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, everybody loves small dick jokes. Everyone loves tiny dick. We especially do. Uh, <laughs> but I do find this to be an interesting like character moment for Egret, where she spares Gilly. Yeah. Yep. Um because, you know, I think it's just some of the wildlings are like mindless savages, like the Fens. Uh, but Egret, uh, you know, Egret has a heart and, you know, she's like, you know, just a, a person, you know, despite being yeah. a wildling. And I just think this is a cool moment for her, you know, seeing Gilly and the baby and, and sparing them. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree. I, um, I love when we get back to the Night's Watch after they've heard of this, mm-hmm. this whole conversation with them at the table. Yes is amusing because Sam's reaction to everything is it shouldn't be comedic but it is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh but also like it's it's tough to see how you know how upset Gren is. I love that my guy Dolores is you know uh kind of talking some sense. That's you know uh That's the thing that I was it was like the gloomiest one of the bunch is the one who's like being optimistic Shouldn't have been there. yeah and well no but he's the one that first tells sam like hey she might still be alive she might have gotten out right she might right. be okay he cares man he, he, he cares. cares he cares and that shows um i love that he <laughs> he goes right back to being gloomy yeah uh right afterwards because yes. he's like whoever dies last be a good lad and burn the rest yes. of us once i'm done with this world i don't want to come back hell yeah that's my and guy it is very good yes that's my fucking guy love ed to death yeah you're right all all of their reactions here are very good and true to who they are gren you know kind of being the hothead is like we should go out and fight them john you know being the reasonable one is like no that's what they want ed again being gloomy but also he has that cool moment where he tries to cheer up sam and sam just being sam such a gullible soft idiot (laughs) basically uh poor guy it's good stuff uh good moments for all of our characters here uh we're gonna see a lot of them in in the next episode oh my god that's what we call a tease uh but let's go to the east and zach's favorite scene of all time uh zach take us take us through what you do i mean keep it keep it (laughs) r-rated When you watch um, this scene, you know, as our podcast man, is. I mean, I just spit on it. <laughs> I let it rip. Why did I decide that that was a good time to take a drink? No, I don't know. Uh, uh, no, 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 man. Look, it's uh, Missandei is great. What's the actress's name? Do you even know? Uh, I follow her on Instagram. No, it of is... course you do. I think it's Natalie Emanuel. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, 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 yes. Or Natalia Emanuel. No, I think it's Natalie Emanuel. She is very attractive. Oh let's yeah. Just, no, yeah, she she's way. beautiful. Um but also it's so, like Grey Worms like just him halfway in the water, like crocodile eye <laughs> viewing her. <laughs> yes. Is so 100%. funny to me, dude. And he like just He thinks uh, he's so slick. Yeah, like, oh, uh, I was looking over here. It's like, 
Yeah, okay, dude. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> it is. What a guy. Funny. But again, guy. my favorite part of this whole thing is just Miss Sande being like, uh, nah, he, he was interested. Yeah. Believe yeah, me, I could tell he was interested. Um, and also when they, when they talk to each other, uh-huh. when Grey Worm and Miss Sande talk to each other, she's, uh, it's just this kind of weird bashful scene, mm-hmm. I think, between the both of them. Yes. And then she's like, hey, I'm glad you looked at me, <laughs> which I just think is such a funny piece of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. It's like, it's sincere. Yes. They're both, they're both people who are timid in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Like she's well-spoken because that's always been her role, right, but right. she's very timid and very like mm-hmm. reserved. And he is not well-spoken right. and has no clue how to act in right. any situation. Um, so it's a weird dynamic. And it, this actually got me thinking about something that, you know how, <laughs> you know how we always talk about less is more? Sure, yeah. Uh, man, when you're dealing with, with people who cannot have a fully fleshed out dialogue, I hate that shit. I hate less is more. <laughs> like, like, I hate... I hate. Wait, like, so I like, under, I don't like, understand. Grey Worm can't forming full sentences. Uh huh. I hate it. Like uh, it's just cringe to me. It's cringe to watch. That, that's a weird take to have. It, like I just, it is the. I understand that that is real. That it, I mean, anybody yeah. who's ever learned a second yeah. language is it knows that. But I don't know. It's just like it. It's a hard sell. I feel. I feel like in in acting. That's okay. I, I can kind of see what you're saying. I, the thing I always love, um, and this goes for like the Unsullied and even the Dothraki before, but like it always cracks me up when they call him Jorah the Andal because he's not an Andal. Like mm-hmm. he's from the north, so they would be of the blood of the first men. He would be of the first men, yeah. Uh, and that's just always very funny to me how they always call him Jorah the Andal. Um, why, don't we get, why don't we give our listeners a little his- history lesson? Oh, sure. So, um, I mean, not to go too much into detail with it, but the Andals, uh, the first men were the original inhabitants. Well, I suppose the children of the forest would have been. They them. were the, in- the original migrants. Yes. Uh, into to Westeros, Westeros. Uh, that warred they with and then the eventually zones, right? came to a peace with the children of the forest. Uh, and then the Andals came across, uh, the where it was used to be Dorne used to be connected to the east and um warred with the first men and the children of the forest if i'm recalling my history my yeah my game of thrones history correctly uh so yeah jorah being from the north he would have the blood of the first men not of yeah. the andals uh but it's very funny that they call him that so like if you if you're looking at the map of westeros uh from top to bottom is the three races of men that inhabit it you have the first men mm-hmm. in the north, in the kind of middle-ish region, you have the Andals, which would be like the Lannisters, mm-hmm. and um, like the Brathians, uh, probably like still Arryns and Brathians, yeah. Uh, and then, then the Roinar. and the Roinar. So whenever you hear them say like King of the Roinar, King of the Andals, yeah, yeah. right. Um, the Roinar are the the Dornish, yeah, basically. Essentially, yeah. So, Essentially, yeah. But uh, that's pretty cool stuff. It's good stuff. Um, 
in uh so this 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 Ramsey Theon stuff uh i i just i don't even really know what to say about it cuz i don't have anything against this scene in particular yeah. I, I know what I want to say about it. Okay, I, I wish I cared about it more. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I want to the say same. Same, same, that's, same. Because, like, you think of House Bolton, House Stark, you think of, like, the like ancient roots and, like, the feuds that they've had in, in the North, and all that is so cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, dude, even, like, the scene when uh, Roos is on the hill mm-hmm. with Ramsey, I think is badass yeah yeah. i love that there's like no sound other than like the wind flapping Mm -hmm. like it it, it, or like beating the the camera there up there like on on the hill and he's like 600 miles that way 400 miles that way 300 miles that way this is the north like uh bigger than all the other kingdoms combined and it's mine uh and i love that i think and i agree with you and i think that's because it's it's roos i just like roos way more as a character yeah than either ramsey or theon and they're not bad characters there's nothing wrong with the performance of either of them to me they're just not as interesting um and again so I, i have nothing against this scene like obviously moat kalen being basically you know the key to the north them taking this is is very important driving the ironborn out um but yeah it's it's fine it's whatever sure uh yeah ramsey just, i, I again, really don't have a whole lot to say other yeah, than that i don't either ramsey again just proving what a fucking asshole he is by promising them safe passage and then of course immediately flaying and killing all of them uh yeah. because that's what ramsey do yeah uh, dude's a psychopath yes uh, shall we go to the veil, uh, the eerie? Yes. Okay. This is uh, this is where, in my opinion, this is where this episode really like kicks up. Sure. Uh, I really like this stuff in the veil. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and I and I like it more and more each time I watch. Um, and this time in particular, I I was so much more impressed by. Sophie Turner's performance throughout all of this because we 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 always see her intending to act as this naive like ignorant child mm-hmm. you know uh and now we get to see her act like she's kind of got her her wits about her you know <laughs> sure uh and I love I love it and it's it, I think it's it's good and the re- the reason that I like it is that you you get to see the dynamic range for her, mm-hmm. like her her scene while she, where she's crying yeah, yeah, in yeah. front of like the, the three of them, is fantastic. It's good. It's very good. It is. It's very good. I love it. So, you're you're not impressed with uh, my boy Baelish's performance. We're not going to talk uh, his... about, dude. The the close up on his face while he's talking to them. I'm like, my skin is crawling right now, bro. <laughs> dude, my I, my toenails are peeling I, back. I dude. adore Ew. it so much. Deep. The beauty of the veil is matched only by the nobility of its lord. <laughs> like, no, why do you talk like that? Why? No, that's like the most kiss, kiss ass, like bullshit line I've ever heard in my life. Who is gonna believe anything you're saying? But I, I absolutely adore it. 
Uh, but no, it, to be serious, you are correct. Uh, Sophie Turner's performance in this is really good. Uh, I think her and Littlefinger's conversation later, where basically she tells him, like, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, more or less. Uh, yeah. That- I would like to... I would like to point out kind of something here. A, week, a while back, and I, I, I don't think I shared this because it was kind of spoiler territory for people who are following along with the show, but mm-hmm. um, a while back, we had a listener message us, and we were talking about a couple things, and one of the things that... Um, I, I've, and I'm sorry if you're listening. I, I can't remember who it was. He or she brought up uh, was uh, how... They feel that maybe like Sansa's turn to being like more of a badass and more controlled kind of happened a little bit sudden. Um, and I, I, I would like to take a second to kind of just like point out that I, I feel like this is the first time we see it get displayed, but it's through a lot of trial and error because she has tried lying, she has tried doing these things, yeah, and been called out on it every time, especially by Baelish since, yeah, since she's yeah. been with him. Um, and this is the first time that it was like a complete sell where, where she did it really effectively and she got to do it to people who didn't know her and didn't know any better, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do, I personally feel like her progression and growth into being somebody who's way more controlled is, is, I feel like it's pretty flushed out. Um, this was a really good performance, so maybe maybe it like came out a little strong there, sure. but like her character has had a lot of trial and error in these matters. She's been trying to fake it with the queen, she's been trying to fake it with Joffrey, you know, uh she's been getting schooled by anybody who will give her the time of day, Tyrion and Littlefinger and honestly even Cersei. Sure. And much like Arya takes in the people that influence her, she's doing the same thing, but it's more of the scheming side yes, rather than the physicality of it, you know? And let's, let's also be real. Cersei and Littlefinger are way more clever and going to be more tuned in to those type of things than these Vale Lords are also. Right, sure. So, like, and they, and they know her, so that helps them, you know, yes. again, like you've said, she's, she's tried to do these things before. But they know her. They're going to call her on that bullshit immediately. Um, the other thing I'd like to point out, cool, like, call-out Easter egg for those who are paying attention. Um, the main Vale Lord here, dude, Bronze Yon Royce, is the father of Sir Waymar Royce. Waymar Royce. is one of the Night's Watch dudes that died in the very first scene of the show. He's the, he's the shitty one. He's that, the very the, arrogant. The treats, yes. Yeah, the, the lord. The one that looks like Wesley from Princess Bride. Uh, uh, I've never seen that, but... I yeah, know I know. You're, you're the worst. Uh, we, we all know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cool little Easter egg there. Uh, that is his dad. So, shouts shouts to my dude, Waymar Royce, who... Shouts uh, to Daddy Royce. See, the first... Yeah, the very first death in the entire series. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. um, anyway... Uh, anything else you want to say about? Oh, sh- I guess we can just talk about it here. When she comes in, she's she's looking real hot. I mean, she looks insane, dude. Yeah, this is so. I remember. <laughs> I this was Little Zach's awakening. I'm kidding. I know uh, you were yeah. older than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I can remember when when Amanda and I watched this for the first time. Mm-hmm. She came out, and Amanda was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah." 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Because yeah. she just looks so fucking she hot, looks, man. It's it's just good. black hair, she, all black gown. She be she be sewing. Like, how long was she working on that gown? Like. Yeah, that she, takes a long time. She do be sewing. Uh, good for her. You know, it helps. It's good to have hobbies, I hear. Uh, so then we got, we'll, we'll hit Becky's tier. Um, the Sajora stuff. Yeah, I like this stuff quite a bit. Yes, I agree. So this is, again, Lord Tywin. You know, we saw this, the start of this a couple episodes ago. Um... You know, again, just playing the game like a complete master, as one does. Uh, and it's funny because Jorah even calls it out in, like, the throne room scene where he's like, who do you think sent this? Who benefits from this? Tywin Lannister. Yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't even matter because it's it's still true. It is still true. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter if he's, if they realize and understand that Lord Tywin is intentionally trying to drive a wedge there. It's just, it's true. It happened. I, I struggle so much with this because, like, I feel like one of my... Anytime I hear, so, like, two parties, like, maybe arguing or something, and I have, like, a, a full understanding of something about it, and it's not explained properly, oh, I, I always want to, like... Like, I even do this with, like, like in work. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, sure. our, like, a new program will roll out to the team, and people are having all these questions about it, and I will, like, I'll understand it or something like that, and then I'm like... You want to oh, chime like, in? Should... I want to chime in. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just, like, you should get it, you know? And, I like, know that with... exact feeling. <laughs> I fucking hate but it. But I so. never do, because I'm just like, I just shut your mouth, it'll move on, it'll go faster if you just shut up. <laughs> And and this is one of those scenes where I'm like, I feel like had it been approached in the right way, there could have been, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously times are different. I'm not in the mind of Daenerys, but, like, it's like Jorah didn't know them. You know, Jorah, sure. he, he, he's like, he's only dreamt of being getting to go back home. He didn't know them, and somewhere along the way, he grew yeah. to truly care correct and truly like try and advise and really help and and it, that doesn't like his disloyalty in the beginning of the relationship doesn't mean that his loyalty during the relationship wasn't true right and i feel like they could have done a better job of drawing that out in this scene because in the books right. basically like she acknowledges that because I think he says something along those lines. It's more, I think she's even more angry about the fact that he had plenty of opportunity to like come clean, basically. Right. And like tell her these things and admit to these things. And she probably would have been, you know, not okay with it, but like more understanding and more forgiving. Sure. If he had just That's fair. Come clean with it and said, hey, I did these things, but that was before I knew you. I haven't done it since. I saved your life because I did come to know you. And I appreciate you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now that it's come to light that it's like he's getting caught. And now he wants to be like, oh, but, you know, hey, I, I love you. I love you and all this stuff. That's that's yeah. I feel like what truly sets her off. And I, and I do feel like they did a kind of a better job of they probably could have done a better job in this scene here of making that part of it clear. 
But, you want to know uh, something crazy, though? Uh, I know you obviously will get this, Scott, but hopefully listeners and or watchers, anybody that's seen How I Met Your Mother, dude, uh-huh. Daenerys has the crazy eyes, bro, in this scene. <laughs> from that show, If I really hope you guys can all recall from that How I Met Your Mother episode with the crazy I eyes, because it is, it is, like, terrifying. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, she is a little cray-cray. Uh... But yeah, I mean, again, it's. I think this is this is a good scene still, even though they they probably could have drawn oh, that out. And a little we bit didn't better. even call out. I love the Barristan yes. Jorah. Yes, yes, um, yes. Interaction. That's what I was gonna that. say. That's probably my favorite part of this. Hell is yeah, how dude, Barristan it's... is like. I wanted to bring it to you first, man to man, not just go behind your back. And I think that again just speaks to who Sir Barristan is. And it's is. it's such a dagger too because he's like, "Have you told her?" Yes. And he's like, "No, I wanted to bring it to you, man. You know, man to man." And he's like, "Let me and speak he, to her." He alone. emphasizes, no, no, he emphasizes the not going behind your back, right. like, yeah. like right back yeah, yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's like, "Hey, let me speak to her alone." And immediately Barristan is like, "You will never be alone with her again." And it's just like, yeah, Jorah, it's, it's you're like in the, trouble, the bud. respect yeah. here for Barrison. Cause like, you know, we've seen, we've seen Jorah kind of like step to people, mm-hmm. but it's like, nah, dude, like nah. you're, you're not going to step to Barristan. It's, you're not going to step to Selmy. It's Barristan goddamn Selmy. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're fucked. So, um, yeah. It's, it's a cool fucking scene. I love it. It's, it's a good scene. Uh, Jorah being banished. Uh, she's not playing around. Yeah. She, what does she say? Something about like, if I see you again, I'll have your head thrown into Slaver's Bay. Uh, she, she is not having it. So yeah. Uh, we went we went through all the eerie stuff. Blah, 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 well, blah. we need to get to Arya and the Hound. Yes, correct. Very quickly. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, we should. This goes without saying. We shouldn't even have to say it. But this scene between Arya and the Hound is, of course, great. Yeah, always. Uh, I love how she's just pissed off that she didn't get to kill Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so perfectly Arya and I love how the hound even calls her on it. She's how she's like, I thought I would be happy, and the hound's like, Nothing makes you fucking happy. And she's like, That's not true. Killing Polliver made me happy, killing Rorge made me happy. And I'm like, There should be alarm bells for me going off, but Arya's just too cool. I don't even yeah. care. Mm-hmm. Uh and then they have this whole philosophical discussion about the hounds like real men kill with steel. And she's like, I don't give a fuck how I kill someone. I'll I'd kill, kill him with, with a chicken, chicken bone, bone if I have to. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah. I wasn't the damn wine taster. Um, these two are just the best. The they, best. they are they such just, a joy. They just I'm make sure. me smile. Like when I'm watching them and when we're talking about these scenes, I just I can't help but smile because they're just they're so much fun together. And I'm 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 gonna be real sad here because this this is no spoilers, but this is one of the last scenes uh we're gonna get with them in for for, for Wow, way to just fucking drop that bomb. I, uh, you know, listen, the, this finale's coming up. Things happen. Things happen yeah, in the finale. Yeah, yeah. So. so so they show up at uh at the veil. Yes. Uh and and it, it, this the news break here is just oh so comical God, uh and what i even love more than aria's laugh is just uh the long pause the 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 hound's face yes. just like 
Just both of their faces, dude. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so good. Even after she starts cracking, he doesn't even like look at her. He's just kind of like staring straight ahead. There's just like this dead look in his eyes because he's just like, what the fuck did I do all this for? But he's not like, he doesn't go full crestfallen. It's like he's just, he's just nothing. It's just yeah. nothing face. And yeah. it's so fucking You know what funny. I want? I want a, a spinoff fanfic. This probably exists. Probably. Uh, if, if anybody out there knows, <laughs> send it my way. I want a spinoff fanfic where... Where in the same format that we have Tales of Dunkin Egg, we get the Tales of Sandor yes. and Arya. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. God, it would be so fun. That is the purest laugh I've ever heard in my life. By the way. <laughs> yeah, like dude. just, I love how it's so it's so much better by the fact that like they just had this conversation about the Hound saying nothing makes her happy, and then she is just like she finds this <laughs> so funny. It's like the happiest we've ever heard Arya laugh. Yes, dude. Uh, it's it's amazing. Um, all right, man. Yeah. This is, let, let's crack this open. Let's, so, let's get to it. So we're going to, uh, to King's Landing and, um, boy, is there a lot to, to talk about here? Yeah. What do you, what do you want to start with? I mean, we have to talk about Jamie and Tyrion's okay. Okay. chat and we have to. And are we going to preface? Is this, is this a... Is this going in the list? This is going in the list. I will okay. say, after watching it again... Did you like it a little less this time? No, 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 no. Okay. I was, I was only going to say, I thought this was my favorite Tyrion dungeon conversation. But on this rewatch, I think I have to give it to the Oberyn... Oberyn oh, one. yeah. Uh, not to... Again, I say feel like I'm... Not to discredit this scene at all, because this scene is... Is fantastic, and like I've said every single fucking time we've had one this season, we fucking should have gotten more Jamie and Tyrion scenes because my yes. god, they're just they're so good together. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. Take us, take so, us through this. Exactly yeah. Right. So, so this whole conversation is essentially it, it's a goodbye without a, saying a goodbye. Yeah. Um, and also there, there's there's a part of it where i feel like jamie is like i need to set you know c calm his nerves a little bit you yeah. know like there's there's he's going through a lot you know like i need to go keep him company yes for sure um and it, it, that's that's something that stood out to me a lot is jamie does not actually say a lot here in yes. this scene it is more of just he's the, he's there he's, just yes he's, he's there he, he's just there he, he's just is present and is like it's just like this kind of comforting as much as he can kind of aura for Tyrion yeah. as he's just he's listening and sometimes that's all you need exactly when you're, when you're in a distressed yes. like position like that yes that just having somebody who is there he is, is... he is being a good listener and and, yes. and props to Jamie for reading that situation and just kind of listening along to Tyrion's story and it's just yeah it's so good <sighs> Dude, it's, it's heart wrenching, really. It is. Like, just like him, him getting so wrapped up in this Beatle yes. story is like the ultimate, uh, take me away from reality and let me live yes. in this memory, uh, it, it, like feeling that I get. It's it's so it, it's so oh, good. Yeah, because I don't because, even know how to articulate it. Yeah, because like 
the thing I was thinking about as he's telling the story, and maybe as we're talking about this, I'm changing my mind. This might be the best one. Uh, it starts as a, like a, hey, let's remember better times, like being young kids at Casterly Rock, you know, yes. a, a carefree, you know, happier time in our lives. But then as it goes on, it moves into this, Tyrion is grasping at, you know, it's this thing that it correlates to his current situation where he's he's grasping at like, what what is what is the meaning behind this? Like, yeah, you know, he is obviously you know putting himself in the shoes of the beetle in this situation where he's like, what did it all mean? Like, what was the point of all this? What was you know? It, it, and also the way that it's all shot too, man. Yes. Uh, the the dungeon. By the way, we've said this a couple times. But the dungeon makes for some incredible lighting. Yeah, I mean, just (laughs) the lighting in that dungeon is so dramatic and so good. Uh, They built that dungeon for (laughs) filming scenes in mind. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But like Tyrion, in his monologue, he's when he picks up the beetle, and and finishing the monologue, like like what is it all for? Yeah. And then he releases the beetle. I think that's my favorite scene in the part of this whole scene (laughs) is him putting the beetle down, dude. And it's so simple. It's just like it is. Yeah, no, but like, did you talk about? Okay, so like in songwriting, um, there, Jesus Christ, there's a term, and I can't actually remember the, the, like the, uh, formal term or like the the true term, but like it's basically where you like. Uh, when a thing that you do with the music matches the lyric. So, oh, like, sure. uh, an example of this would be, like, if you use the lyric, like, stop, and then, like, your music stops sure, also. Sure, sure, sure. That would be an example of that. It's, this is such a, a good visual of his situation, and it's just painted so well, man. Like, yeah. it's so simple and so... um. Oh, easily overlooked and is yeah. and and can easily just be somebody just hey enjoying this scene they like these characters they're watching it but like when you really put yourself in the mind of Tyrion, this is heartbreaking yeah. dude yeah truly he is. he is trying so hard to make sense of it all yep and um and he in essence just wants to be released the way that he just released that beetle yeah it's you know that scene starts with like so much like just straight up fear like Tyrion you know he's he's uh, he goes through like almost all the stages of grief like in this one scene he's like he's <laughs> yeah. like bargaining he's like the red viper of dorn like you you don't get that nickname without you know it being uh you know being deadly and all this stuff right. and then he's like oh i'm going to die i'm going to die <laughs> and just like and, you know and then like i said he it, it, i feel like the start of the story is such a him trying to like escapism you know like yes go back to those happier times and they share this laugh about this this cousin and and then the end the way it resolves with him just asking jamie like what was the point what was it all about yeah and jamie just he becomes fixated on this on this story and it's almost like in a real world situation like maybe you can picture it like in a in a scene or maybe you've done this but like when you're really internalizing something and you're very upset about something uh emotional or whatever it is 
and like the way I picture it is like cleaning. You mm-hmm. like you're like you're scrubbing a single spot, and yeah. you're like just fix it, and you're like yeah. just broken, dude. Like yeah, just dude. It, it. I mean, in so much pain, this is what is happening. Is is how I relate this scene with him being so fixated on this like beetle story and yeah. trying to get to the bottom of it. It's so good, dude. It's I incredible. It so <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just have to call out one more thing real quick. Uh, when Tyrion is talking about all the different words for killing fan like family members or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Jamie very quickly calls out that there's no word for killing cousins. Like, and I'm like, hmm, maybe because we saw you kill your cousin. Uh, maybe for... he's been thinking about that. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly it. I think that yes. uh, weighs on Jamie more than we probably talk about. Uh, so I think that's a cool little thing they threw in there. Yes. Uh, also, again, when you think about it, that he did. He killed his cousin for a failed escape attempt, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't even get away there. Uh, so big shouts to Jamie for kind of voicing his own probably uh, inner demons there a little bit as well yeah um so it's a great scene uh and then the bells toll yeah and my uh, god dude jamie wishing him good luck as he leaves like crushes me just and it and it truly it looks like it crushes nicola yeah. Costerwalder too yep he is just so solemn and hurt by having to say good luck it is i love all the cuts we get to him during the fight because there's like like there's hopeful like he looks hopeful at a time like when over is winning and it's like oh man anyway anyway yeah so this um this fight is is a whole thing i mean we're obviously not going to go step by step the fight but like a couple things that i think are are noteworthy here is first off uh Fuck the Grand Maester, Pycel. So funny. <laughs> and Tywin so just motions funny. to the trumpet, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on, play him back. off. It's it has so much like you know how they do at the Oscars when someone's acceptance speech is going on too long. Uh-huh, they yeah, have yeah, the yeah. band start playing. Just like big energy of that where Tywin just like play him <laughs> off, play him off, get him off the fucking. And stage. he's like, oh, oh. it's so <laughs> fucking funny, dude. Yeah, it's great. Uh. And then we get a couple interactions before and during the fight. Um, so there is this sexy fucking arrogance about oh, Oberyn yeah. and the hot. way he's that he's so hot. Right he's now. so fucking hot, dude. <laughs> Big time. Um, the way that he's like with uh, what's her name? Ilaria. Uh, um, Ilaria. Um, yeah, I was about to say Obara. I was like, that's not right. My name is Obara Sand. Sand. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to that. <laughs> we'll have to do one of our uh, like recap yeah, readings yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like that. Um, <coughs> she's like, "You're fighting that?" Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm gonna kill that. No, I'm gonna kill that. Yeah. Uh, guy, his his arrogance is insane, and it is so like. I just want to be you, man. <laughs> well, for a moment, for a time. Uh, Tyrion the prophet, by the way, uh, when he says, you should at least wear a helmet. Oh, yeah. Boy, if, if only Oberyn had listened to, like, you can drink, you can like to move around, all that's fine, but uh, maybe you should have taken that advice to heart. Yeah. Uh, that, that you know, the, here's the, the crazy thing here is, I feel like, man, I... I don't know how many times I've rewatched this, 
but we've had conversations at length of who we think are some of the best fighters in Westeros. Mm-hmm. And, dude, Oberyn is completely just working the Oberyn, fuck out of the mountain. Oberyn smokes him. I, like, smokes him. I, I had this, And has so many opportunities. I had the him. same thought as I was rewatching this. I was like, you know, maybe we overrate the mountain. Like, I, he kind of he suck. <laughs> he, against somebody like Oberyn? Yes. Yeah, dude. I mean, he is just a freak of nature. Like, yes. fr- Braun sums it up perfectly. He's like, freakishly big, freakishly strong, quicker than you'd think. But he has no, like, sword talent. Like, you think to the, back to the first season, like, our boy the Hound, Sandor, was Just handling him. him, yeah. And, like, I feel like relatively easily. So, maybe we overrate the mountain a little bit. I think we do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I distinctly remember this one conversation that we had. So, a little, little inside baseball here for you guys. Scott and myself and our our dear friend Chaz who actually quick plug will be on oh, yeah. again at the end of the season um we we uh created this like draft mm-hmm. uh this like lottery draft for best fighters best rulers best strategic minds uh in the game of thrones universe <laughs> in the game uh, of thrones <laughs> <laughs> nice pause, buddy. Yeah, pause for yeah. dramatic. Effect. I thought I was gonna like throw up or something. <laughs> That'd have been hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And one of us said, like, we have to, we have to remove some points for Oberyn because his arrogance needs to be accounted for in his fighting skills. This man's fighting skills are there, and he wouldn't have that arrogance if he wasn't. Or I'm sorry, he wouldn't have that ignorance. I think is probably the the better word of the fight if it wasn't the uh the mountain. Th- this is a like, specific, very specific situation. Yes, his fighting skills are immense. This this is less of a fight for him and more of like a public display. He's he's putting Tywin publicly on display. Yes, uh, or on blast, I should say. Like that is. That is entirely his objective. Like, fighting the mountain is secondary to what he really wants here. Yes. He wants to put Tywin on blast, and he is toying with the mountain for, like, most of the... Yes. The mountain gets a few opportunities here and there, but it is truly can't because... can't capitalize. Yeah, the, 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 the Viper is, is toying with him. Yes. Um, so, yeah, big... Uh, Definitely, I, I 100% agree with what you're o- Oberyn saying. needs to be higher on that list. We need I mean, to revisit yeah, that. Think, Maybe we, re- we revisit that on the podcast I at some point. I think he was fun. second, wasn't he? Didn't, isn't that where we I, landed? Behind Barristan? Think... No. We had no. Sir, Sir Arthur No, because we had people in their, in their yeah. prime. And we, we had, like, I think Bobby B was above him. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it was Sir Arthur Dane, Barristan, and Oberyn, right? Jamie. And then Maybe Oberyn. Jamie. That might be right. That might be right. Anyway. I really, I really actually thought that Bobby B was above him also, but no, I could be I wrong. I don't think so. I... Okay, anyway, either way. Um, maybe yeah, we, look, will, we'll we'll have, we will have to rehash We'll have to rehash that. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll yeah. be fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, guys, we know how this ends. Uh, he, he is standing over a defeated uh, mountain, and he could have been easily finished. Yeah. Uh, and he lets his pride get the best of him, and uh, he is tripped. 
He has to. He has to give Flash's babe a smile and be like, "Hey, hey, look at me, girl." And uh, he is tripped, and the mountain literally grabs his head and crushes his entire skull. Is is which is the worst part? Is it the teeth clattering on the floor? Is it the sound? I think it's the eyes. Is it the, the I eyes? Think is the, the eyes is the worst part, or just the aftermath of of? They show well, it like three point. or four times, though, just like the ruin that used to be his face. And that is bad, but you're right. It's the eyes. The eyes is the it's worst It's the eyes part. is the worst. You know, what's funny is I can remember very distinctly the night watching this for the first time. Uh, I watched it with my boy Floyd. Shouts to Floyd out there. And um, I can. So I had read the books at this time, obviously. So I knew how this fight ended. But Oberyn was such a cool character, and I was in, like, such, like, <laughs> mental denial that as we're watching this scene, like, as Oberyn is just, like, killing it and, like, taunting him and doing his whole uh, Indigo Montoya routine, like, you know, you killed my father, prepare to die. I'm, like, sitting there trying to, like, I'm doing my own bargaining in my head of, like, Maybe they'll change it. Maybe he does win. <laughs> Maybe he'll win. Uh, because that's just, that's how good Pedro Pascal's portrayal of Oberyn was. Oh, yeah. And just like how much I wanted him to win. And I, I can remember that very distinctly watching this episode, just being like, well, maybe, maybe he'll win this time. Dude, uh, that's, that's hilarious, man. Like oh just trying to rationalize that. Yes. Cause like, I mean, e even knowing it's coming. Yeah. Uh, it's still got to be tough to be like, I'm about to lose this guy. Yeah, you you got to hope for that, that that's not going to be the case, you know? It was. That was that was tougher to watch than I feel like even the Red Wedding. Because again, knowing it was coming, I it, I don't know what, I think I just like Oberyn more than Robin. How, how is it watching me when you know I'm going to be coming? <sighs> Keep it creamy. That's all I'm thinking <laughs> about. <laughs> uh... The last thing here really is just just how unbelievable Pedro Pascal's performance yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, you you said his portrayal is great, which is kind of in the same vein. But mm -hmm. like, just even during this fight, his. I mean, I'm sure it's a stunt double, but like, still the scenes where it is on his face and he is moving around, him being so active and mm -hmm. being able to remain so. In this kind of just arrogant charismatic badassery yeah, charismatic yeah yeah, yeah. He, he is insane dude Pedro Pascal is on another level the dude man. the dude just oozes charisma like he like oozes. very few people do he does ooze yeah well that's his head gross. his head oozes oh yeah definitely definitely wow. um I, and again I love all the the shots to like Jamie and Tyrion throughout the fight uh like especially gotta call it big props to peter dinklage's reaction like once the fight is over he is just like his mouth is just hanging open he is just in pure shock and i feel like he sold that very well uh so props yeah. to him as well boy yeah yeah um r.i.p my guy Oberon pouring out yeah dude so uh wow. let's uh let's move into who be thrown in man let's move into it uh what an episode uh, last, I feel like this is going to change when we last <laughs> left off. Our boys are over and was atop of the world and the top of the list. I, 
<laughs> I forgot we forgot. did the sepia tone. <laughs> sepia tone for Sir Pounce. That's so good. In memoriam of Sir Pounce over here. Uh, we might need to do that for Oberyn as well. Uh, Zach's lights just went out. Uh, Oberyn Martell was at number one on the list. Tyrion at two. The Hound, Sir Gregor, or Sir Sandor, excuse me, Clegane at three. Littlefinger, Peter Baelish at four. And Arya at five. Um, so Tyrion and, well, no, Tyrion might stay, even though big losing, he might stay just for his performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Oberyn has to come off, right? I mean, he is still real awesome. Does he, though? Actually, though? We'll keep him up there for now. Does he? I don't know. Honestly, it could be the same fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really good. I think Sansa's got to have her time on this list. Sansa needs to come on. So who 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 in your okay? Let me pull Sansa up. Who else? Arya would be, doesn't make the list, man. Who else would be a possibility in your mind? Okay. Uh, everybody that's up there right now. Well, right. Uh, uh, aside from them, Sansa. What about Ramsay? He gets legitimized. He's Honestly, like, Ramsey or Roos, both of them, see, yeah, I think. I can see the um, argument for both of them. Maybe Barristan. Oh, Missandei. Like, definitely Missandei. I'm not joking, by the way. <laughs> well, I am. Uh, so not uh. Missandei. Uh, Roos, where is it? Do I have Ramsey? Probably not. Oh, Why I, would you have him? Yeah, that's a good point. I may have Mopman prophecies on here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just let's just want run with Roos. I like Roos more anyway. Okay, I feel like Ramsey won more, but I'm I'm here for it. I love how we have used that excuse of like, oh, I'd have to go and find a picture to like keep people off the list many times now, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. Our laziness. Yeah, I mean Ramsey just sucks though. Anyone in the north else? No one at the wall. Dolores. Egret? For opening a thing and looking at... Yeah, right. And walking away? No. Uh, Ghost. Definitely ghost. Definitely ghost. Now, I think think we have to decide between these. I'm just running through my... Danny doesn't make it. Does Barristan make it? I do like Is it too quick? Uh, it's too little, yeah. I don't think he does quite enough. Um, okay. Oh, I do have Mop Man. <laughs> uh, that'll, that'll represent Ramsey on here. Okay. Um, man, I didn't think on first glance over and there's no way he could make it. But maybe he does, though. Does Tywin make it? Because he kind of got that. I don't think so. No, because he's okay, he's no, like Cersei. Get it? Because Cersei got what she wanted. Out of both of them are barely in the episode, though. And he goes, I, I feel like times. I would. <laughs> yeah, he Tywin does the whole playoff uh, Pycelle thing, which is very funny. I I feel like I want to reward badassery and like performances and good more yeah. than just hey, this person had a good win. When they were barely in the episode. There's, to be fair, look, there's not a whole lot of, like, wins in this episode. Right. To begin with. Yes. Correct. Uh, and I don't think that the wins, in my opinion, are Super as compelling as some of the, the performances correct. that we get. With the 
in other situations, the wins might supersede, but this episode specifically, the performances vastly outweigh the wins. I agree completely. And oh, losses. you know who we're forgetting is Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, if Jamie. I, I mean, I would... Performances. My, see, my... my tr- I mean, Shit, he does I have really a good performance. I really need a new picture of Jamie. <laughs> my, my trouble with, with Jamie is that if he's there just for his performance... I don't think he holds a stone yeah, to any of the people true. On, this, on this list. And his is just kind of very quiet and subtle more than anything. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Um, so you think Sansa has to make the list? I do. I, I love her performance. I, I love her turn. She also looks hot, but like that's not an actual <laughs> argument, but she does look hot. I love Arya in this episode, but I think her and the Hound probably come down. Yeah. yeah I, just I, I agree. In it too briefly. I, I, I fucking love them every fucking time. They're so great. That, so that pains me. Um, does Littlefinger stay? I mean, I feel like Littlefinger probably has one of the biggest one wins. One of the biggest season. wins. And again, his performance is just unmatched. I don't oh know. Oh my God. I don't know off. what it's unmatched in, but it sure is unmatched in something. <laughs> <laughs> Some okay. category Throw somewhere. him at five. Throw him at five. He is unmatched. Uh, I, oh, man. Does Tyrion go to one despite the fact that he was just sentenced to death? I mean, he's not dead yet. <laughs> True. He's not dead yet. Or do you think Oberyn stays at one? I feel like Oberyn goes to our honorary number two spot. Because I believe this is where we have put most people who have died in a badass way at two. I think we put Serio at two, and I think yeah, we dude, put... Yeah, this is the most badass, like... I don't know, dude. The other one I was going to say, I think we put Yorin at two. Yorin's death is pretty badass. Yeah, Yorin's I'm pretty sure we okay. put uh, all right. Maester... I'm all right with that. So who's, who's one? <sighs> it doesn't quite feel right putting Tyrion at it one. It doesn't. And nobody else feels right putting them at one. So you think it's Oberyn? I think it's. I still think it feels right to put Tyrion in. Maybe it's Baelish. <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking how dumb that would be because we're like, he's at five. He's for but sure. But what five. you said, put him in five. I thought that was a little ridiculous, but is it? It's not Roose, surely. That doesn't feel right either. Okay. I think it's one of Oberyn, Tyrion, or Littlefinger. It's Tyrion, Oberyn, Littlefinger, Littlefinger, Sansa, Roose. I was going to say Roose, Sansa, but I can can live with it either way. I, Roose is so barely in this episode. He's the Warden of the North, though. Yeah, but Sansa has a lot going for her now. That's She's funny. learning to play the game. She saved Littlefinger. She looks hot as absolute shit. Yeah, I hope, it's, uh, I hope her trusty Littlefinger back on, backfire on her or anything. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I cannot get this thing snapping on me. 
Yeah, I'm just saying. I, hope I think it's so funny that in our live videos, you are constantly editing and altering the sizes of these fucking Shut pictures. the fuck up. Shut it's so funny to fuck me. Up. It's so fucking funny to me. Like, All I'm saying is, no spoilers. Uh, I hope this whole situation doesn't backfire on Sansa. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, this feels like a weird place for everyone to be, but I don't. I, I don't have any other. Yeah. No, I think this is it. Look, if anybody so. disagrees, join the Discord and uh, talk some shit to Here, us. You know what'll make everything all right? Is there we just, go. <laughs> <laughs> we just put in memoriam surprise on your dad. Oh my god. Okay, that is going to do it for Hoopy Throat, and I guess uh, that is Tyrion at one, Oberyn at two. Who would have thought those two were number one and two this episode? Apparently we do. Uh, Littlefinger at three, Sansa at four, and our boy Roos at five. And that is is our list of characters, and you can suck it if you don't like it. What do you rate this episode? Uh, solid eight. I say eight and a half. I, you know, I, I almost went eight and a half, but then I was like, mm, I really kind of only like, really like half of it. The rest Scotty of Scotty really does love himself a good solid eight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> It's my favorite thing, some might say. (laughs) Keeping it it creamy. Keeping it creamy. Why is that our fucking new saying? I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. Uh, You got anything else, pal? I do not, in fact, have anything else. Why don't you take us out? We appreciate the shit out of everybody for listening and or watching. If it's your first time here, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And hit us up on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at WeDon'tWantAPod. And uh, if you're interested in joining the Discord and getting involved in all the shenanigans, we're keeping up weekly with House of the Dragon. We're talking Game of Thrones in there. A lot of good uh, memes in there. A lot of good memes in there. Uh, just even I'm DM. even I'm in there sometimes. Yeah, is Scott is actually interacting, kind of. Uh, yeah, you know. Just shoot us a DM or an email, and uh, we'll get you guys a link to join that Discord. That'd be awesome. Uh, We love you guys, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.